0: This is making finances easier with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis from Providence Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Paul, Garrett, and Bruce provide their clients and prospects the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is making finances easier with with Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, and Bruce Landis.
1: Hey everyone, Paul Cochran here, making finances easier. 865-770-5031 is a number you can call with any questions. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Garrett Crawford. Garrett, how you doing? Good morning. First, we got some important trivia. So Garrett, uh, didn't warn you on this one, but, what would be your your favorite Italian dish? Mm. And maybe if you've got a maybe an Italian restaurant in town that you like, uh, when you're in the Italian mood, what do you go for? This is a non-sponsored episode, <laughs> making finances easier. Paul doesn't
2: plant these questions and uh, take uh, take revenue from local companies. But, Although
1: I'm open to the idea. <laughs> uh,
2: but you know what? Because of, because of the nature of that, I'm going to give a shout out to an Italian restaurant none of our listeners will probably ever make it out to. Uh, I grew up north of Nashville in Robertson County in a little town called Springfield. Uh there I worked for a restaurant called Torino's Greek and Italian restaurant uh, from age 15 through 18 and uh you know what was amazing about Torino's Greek and Italian restaurant is I ate there so many nights for almost 4 years and uh, I never got tired of their food. Mm, uh, they had some mm, of the best pizza mm. in town. Uh if you're ever up that way, Torino's has got the best pizza. Get the house special and uh but when it comes to, like, Italian food, they had, they had a tons of it, and I think they were famous for their lasagna, but I wasn't a big fan of their lasagna. Uh, but chicken alfredo has been a uh, tried-and-true uh, favorite Italian dish, not healthy for you one bit. I've seen my wife make it, and I see what she puts in there, and no, no wonder I like chicken alfredo, and who doesn't? But uh, we went... Uh, you, you, actually, we did the other day, to that neat restaurant we'd never been to, Cheers, yeah. right there on the Choto Marina. Yeah, was fun. Uh, that's not an Italian restaurant, but it was kind of cool. They yeah. served all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. And I got a chicken alfredo, and uh, it was like the right portion size. Oh, it boom. was great, uh, and I loved it. But uh, Torino's Greek and Italian Restaurant, shout out. What all about right. you, Paul? you got some
1: Italian in you, right? Well, I do. Uh, about a third of me is Italian. Uh, my mom's uh, maiden name was Lucchese. They were from Luca, and uh, her mom's maiden name was Graciano. And so, yeah, there is some Italian in there. The rest of it's, you know, kind of Northern European, all that, you know, a Scot- a S- a Scotland, Ireland, and everything. But, uh, you know, my favorite uh, Italian meal... Um, the Olive Garden. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, uh, as you, you know... Um, and some of our listeners know uh, Sandy and I were in Christian ministry the first five years of our marriage, and you know we lived overseas. And and uh, when we were uh, when we'd be preparing to go overseas, or when we were visiting back here from being overseas, we'd be in people's homes and everything. And so it seemed like uh, I don't know if there was a memo that went around, but everybody made lasagna. We had, we had lasagna. It was like the guest, it was like a required guest menu that everybody would make lasagna. And so we had lasagna of all different shapes and sizes. And uh, I learned then that there's a kind of a communist plot that has come in. Uh, maybe maybe it started in the '60s where people would put cottage cheese mm. in, in uh, lasagna. And for for those listeners uh, who like cottage cheese in lasagna, I'm sorry, you're wrong. What's <laughs> funny is that we we grew up. Lasagna was a special occasion <laughs> dinner when people came in. We my there mom would go. bake a big lasagna with cottage cheese. Sandy, on the other hand, has a recipe that I. I I have tried so much lasagna, it's unbelievable. I never have a lasagna that's better than Sandy's, and basically what she did, she took my mom's recipe mm. and is basically just kind of improved on it, and uh, and so I would rather have Sandy's lasagna than any restaurant anywhere. It is the bomb. It's just amazing, and no cottage cheese, okay? <laughs> and it's funny this came up. Sandy said cottage cheese is making a comeback right now. That people are talking about the the benefits, and it's funny how that's one of those foods that's kind of come in and out of favor. I remember Zig Ziglar uh, back in the 70s. He used to say... uh, he says, if you're on a diet, I say, I got a tip for you. Stay away from cottage cheese. <laughs> he said, it, it was a why, Zig? He said, well, that's because ain't nobody but fat folks eat stuff. <laughs> and, of course, that's not true. But uh, people understood what he meant because it was kind of considered almost like a diet food for a while. But it's kind of making a comeback because of some of the well, health it's funny benefits. you say that. I was
2: at Costco uh, in town the other day, and I noticed the lady in front of me. She had two... Uh, uh, two large containers of cottage cheese and i thought of you and i thought paul would never buy that in a million <laughs> years but maybe it is making
1: a comeback the, the thought of that stuff just kind of makes me uh yeah it's kind of like mayonnaise uh, again i just can't get my head around it uh, i don't even just... know if i've ever had cottage cheese outside of lasagna Ooh, uh, yeah i don't think i have either nor will i, I don't think call. i mind it but hot take okay well let's get off on some le- less important stuff about finances i'm, I'm being i'm just kidding listeners I uh, know you're, you're about making finances easier and so are we. And so um, there's an article in uh, my, probably my favorite newspaper, uh, the Wall Street Journal, um, actually uh, today, the day that we're recording, um, August the 23rd, and the title of the article is uh, Investors Are Finally Making Money on Bonds and CDs be prepared to pay taxes. And, uh, Garrett, you actually pointed this article out to me because I hadn't seen it yet. But um, I, I, th- I think this would be good because, you know, sometimes uh, that there's, there's kind of a, a, a debate and a discussion. Anytime we, we cover this subject of taxes, and I think some people... Uh, depending on their tax bracket, can be so kind of uh, have their antenna up so high and their radar just so finely tuned about paying taxes um, that sometimes they can make mistakes by just not wanting to pay taxes. And so, so we have a saying around here that, uh, you know, are taxes a problem? Well, only if you're successful. You mm-hmm. know, you, you're going to have to pay taxes if you're making a lot of money. So, um, if if a bond was paying two percent three years ago it wasn't the tax burden all other things being equal that a bond now that's paying five and a quarter percent yeah sure um but what would you rather do would you rather have a five and a quarter percent interest rate on a bond and pay taxes on it or pay or have a two percent bond and pay taxes on that i think i'd rather have the higher interest rate right and so so what what this comes down to, though, is a, a function that we talk about a lot here in the office, and that is a thoughtful process of, um, of thinking through what type of accounts should hold certain types of investments. And let me take one step back before we get into that discussion, and that is, part of what we're doing around here and making finances easier and again we're providence advisors group or a a multidisciplinary firm that really covers everything from the 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 a to z of financial planning um and and so what we're A lot of times what we're doing, let's say you're out there and you're a listener and you're kind of a do-it-yourselfer, you've always kind of done it yourself, and you you had a 401k and you basically just made choices and you just continued to make those choices and, hey, they've not been too bad, et cetera, but then maybe you're facing retirement and you've kind of got to... Uh, you, you don't want to leave it in the 401k. You need to generate some income. You need to figure out a way to do it outside of your your working years. Um, you need to know how how to to invest and how to invest effectively. And it, maybe it's intimidating you a little bit, and, I, and I, I totally understand that. But a lot of what we're doing around here is uh, – depending on what metaphor you want to use, but we're trimming away at the edges. We're, we're trying to increase efficiencies. We're trying to make it so that we're eliminating little mistakes, and those little mistakes can add up to a lot of money. In fact, a lot of the, quote, little, unquote, mistakes that we can help people avoid, whether it's how they file for Social Security, how what accounts uh, they're in, that we're going to discuss here in a minute, um, that those mistakes that we can help people avoid, can, they pay for our fee. I mean, if if they listen to what we're saying, they, they can actually. Uh, make money even by paying uh, mm-hmm. you know, the fee that, that we have. And that's why we, you know, we continue to have a business. We, we will continue to have a business because we're adding value, not just in the investments because I think people have this idea and I think a lot of listeners are like this that, wow, the investment guy, he's going to be the stock picker. He's going he's gonna, to you know, put me in the ones that are the best and he's going to tell me when to get in. He's going to tell me when to get out. Well, if that's what your advisor is promising you, to tell you when to get in and when to get out probably ought to find another advisor because yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're definitely out there there are some advisors that do that that's not us
1: yeah well and it's also um i think kind of a, a of a misnomer because nobody effectively consistently can time the market and do it right So are there some stocks that are better than others? Yes. And we have a skilled team. They're just really, really good at knowing what asset classes, what stocks to buy, what stocks to sell, et cetera. Um, So we don't we don't shy away from that. But this kind of trimming away at the edges that we're discussing today can make a big difference. So when I'm. Talking about being cautious or being thoughtful about what investments to put in what uh, or what what type of investments to put in certain types of accounts. How would you begin to explain that to uh, the uninitiated? So I think I would start. Uh,
2: the the technical term in our industry would be asset location, and so holding the right investments in the right type of accounts. And just to keep it simple, we're going to talk about investment account types as either qualified versus non qualified. And so qualified accounts are kind of like your your four hundred one k at work, your traditional IRA can even include uh, that newer type of account called a Roth IRA, and One of the benefits of a qualified account is that you kind of get some tax goodies. You don't necessarily have to pay taxes uh, in the year that you make money in those accounts. Uh, You can delay those decisions and take taxable income or take income out when it makes the most sense for you. Uh, In a non qualified account, You've got to pay money when you make investment gains. And so some people are familiar with these types of accounts known as like brokerage accounts. Uh, Some people might call them a joint account if they're owned by a married couple or an individual account. Even a bank account. Even a bank account. And uh, sometimes in our lingo, instead of non-qualified, we'll we'll sometimes say a non-IRA account. Yeah, just to keep it simple. And, And so if you have, like, let's go back to where the conversation started here with a a bond paying 5% interest. If you own a bond in an account like a traditional IRA, uh, let's say you make $5,000 worth of interest on a $100,000 bond inside of an IRA, you don't have to pay tax on that interest income that year. You can wait until you withdraw that money before you get taxed on it. In a non-qualified account, in a non-IRA account, uh, you're going to get 10.99 on that $5,000 of interest in the year that you earn it. And so, uh, for some people, uh, the higher your tax bracket, the more this matters. Is that your your bond interest? likely has gone up in 2023 and you might end up being a little more surprised at how much your 1099 don uh in in february of this upcoming year for 2023 uh whereas last year maybe it was a one percent or two percent this
1: year you're talking double uh double that amount so let me just read a, a paragraph from that article um over the past five weeks, investors have put a net $91.1 billion into money market funds, according to Refinitiv-Lipper data, as of Wednesday. Uh, U.S. government bonds, high-yield bonds and bond funds, and a host of other fixed-income assets have been similarly possible. I-bonds were so popular last year that the Treasury Department website crashed and um and remind our listeners about i bonds what are i bonds yeah i bonds are, were something in
2: 2020 2021 that really tore off and people were investing in them basically they track inflation and so when we remember inflation was at seven and eight percent they were actually paying just a little bit above that and they were limited to 10 grand 10 grand a year uh, and so it, because inflation has died down this year they're not nearly as attractive as uh, 2021.
1: So then continuing here, let me finish this last two sentences. The driving force pushing Americans back into fixed income is returns. For over a decade, most of these assets gave investors next to nothing to hold them. Now, many are returning 4% or more. But all the extra return, it says here in this Wall Street Journal article, comes with a a catch. The same investment that left you with a tiny tax bill two years ago might now cost a lot of money at tax time well part of this is we're like well we hope so you know we hope we have to pay more taxes because it means it means we made more money but this asset allocation idea becomes even more important
2: yeah and so that's where uh you know it's it's not always cut and dry and this is we we're a broken record on this everybody's household is going to be a little different and uh your tax rate is going to be a little different and you know that's that's really where you know maybe a brief little pause here Paul is that you know if somebody did want to contact us 865-770-5031 or they go to our ma- website makingfinanceseasier.com really if you came in and met with us I you know we wouldn't start with bonds and where we're going to stick them in your portfolio that if somebody does that they're not taking the chance to actually understand why things are the way they currently are you probably have good reason but uh i just think three types of accounts you got a roth ira that you know, that, that stuff that is in a Roth grows tax-free for the rest of your life, and so we wanna be smart with what we put in there. You probably don't wanna put a stable value fund in a Roth uh, that doesn't have a lot of growth opportunity. Right. Right. You'd rather stick money, or invest in securities in a Roth that if you got a 25-year time frame, let, let those things work for you, let it grow. And uh, normally a bond is not gonna be a 25-year investment. Right. Uh, so if, if we don't put our bonds in a Roth IRA, where are we going to put them? When it really comes down to a traditional IRA or a non-IRA account, like that joint or individual right. account. And when we look at those two, uh, we can control the taxable income from a bond inside of a traditional IRA. But any bond that's held in an individual account or a non-IRA account, we're going to get taxed on the year that that generates. So not, not everybody has this real clean thing where we can stick all their bonds in one type of account nor should we uh but there there's opportunity there that if we can be smart uh we have different types of investments and you can talk about if you want to in a second paul but like uh I'm thinking we have this one thing called a structured note. We call it our buffered index. And for people that that have flexibility and they're they're willing to take a different type of risk with their investment portfolio, uh, you can stick money in there that has a kind of a a buffer on the downside and on the upside, like a cap limit. But any any growth that it has can be long term capital gains because you hold it over a year. So that's one way. You could actually invest in individual securities and hold those securities for longer than a year and get long term capital gains. And so, so,
1: so say I bought Amazon, hold it for at least a year, then I sell it, I get long term capital yeah, gains. Yeah, sure.
2: And so it's like you could have a hundred you could have a two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar non-IRA, non qualified account and maybe maybe you invest it for the year and take your income on January 1 of next year nice. at long-term capital gains rates of 15% versus your current tax rate of 32 plus percent. And, uh, and the only downfall there is that you got to get all your income maybe at the beginning of the year versus this kind of systematic monthly amount. And so uh, there's going to be different ways to solve that for different different types of people, but I think asset location is just kind of a, an interesting... We, we're always thinking investment-oriented, what stock, right. how do we invest, but uh, going the next step and knowing where to hold each of those investments in a different type of account can make a big difference for some people.
1: So really for, for us, um, we always want to consider the tax implications but generally speaking, would you agree, Garrett, that we don't want taxes to drive the bus? They're an important component, but generally they're not driving the bus. Would you agree with that? Uh,
2: yeah, I would say sometimes you can. You know, I think we just did a podcast recently about me and spreadsheets and engineers and how yeah. you can just dive so far into the details uh, that that's just not. It, you, we just don't know the future, so you can't know. Right. And so I think when somebody is myopic about anything if you're myopic about taxes or you're myopic about your investment securities or you're myopic about uh estate planning laws that you can't predict the future right you know you're just you're starting to take steps where you can start to make mistakes and so uh i think you know i'd probably be more inclined to pay attention to the taxes just because that's the way i'm wired but i think uh I I think there's wisdom in not letting taxes always drive your bus. And I think one of those things too can always be simplicity.
1: So let's bring this, uh, this hay that might be up on the shelf in the barn down to where we can all get to it. So one, one obvious example would be like one of our um, actively managed accounts. We call it our core select. It's like 75 different companies that our investment team has felt like, Hey, these are really good companies to own. And, uh, they they've really been killing it in that account. Another might be our contrarian account that we started in March of 2020. Um, but in those accounts, there's going to be considerable turnover in any given year. Why? Well, the investment managers are are you know working diligently, you know to uh, you know avoid risk, to looking for opportunities, doing some things that that could easily be uh, counterintuitive to the to the retail investor but but they really have done a great job well we can use some etfs and things like that that they're a little bit more tax friendly
2: yeah you're going to see more long-term capital gains with the less with with less turnover and uh long-term capital gains are uh the lower preferred tax bracket usually 15 percent versus a higher one and so uh you know interestingly enough we kind of had the opposite problem a couple years ago in 2021 where the stock market just went on a boom and people you know they had higher tax bills because they made a lot of money in their non-qualified accounts but usually when they found out you know they're 15 percent versus ordinary income they're like oh okay well that, yeah. that, that that makes it a little bit nicer that's right and so uh as soon as you make a rule the next year might be a little different and so I guess that's what I what I like about our job. You're you're trying to plan the action for the for the environment that you find yourself in.
1: Exactly. Well, again, we we enjoy what we do because we can uh, bring value, and uh, another reason is we enjoy working together. So I'm I'm grateful for that. So gang, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Making Finances Easier. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Paul Cochran, Garrett Crawford, or Bruce Landis at Providence Wealth Management. Call 865-770-5031 or visit them online at makingfinanceseasier.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Providence Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Tennessee. Insurance products and services are offered through Providence Advisors Group, LLC, Providence Advisors Group, LLC, and Providence Wealth Management, LLC, are affiliated companies. All